Hello, everybody. Welcome to the newest episode of the Twelve Six Podcast. It's your boy Mario. I'm joined with my co-host Ry. What up, Ry? What up, dude? I'm just fired up to be uh, joined by the uh, co-champ of the last defending MLB. champ uh-huh. in studio, baby. The in last studio podcast. <laughs> my one condition was that we get Jake Smith in studio today, and it happened. So uh, I am here. The strings were pulled in the, studio. The checks were written, and he is here in studio. He's a hard guy to get in person. You he know? is it's man. Like, a busy person. It's like <laughs> booking a celebrity, but you know, we got him. It's all got that a lot of things on my plate these days, but. Glad to be here, and it should be a good show. All right, so I'm pumped for this show, all right? So today, obviously, we're going to talk about fantasy stuff. We got a collective five championships, technically, if you want to call Ryan's co-championship last year. we got I think we got a collective five fantasy ch- titles here. So I've got two solo, one co. <laughs> okay, all so. right. All right, there you go. So we got a collective five. Um, I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. Obviously, we're not going to give away all our secrets as to how we draft and how we go about fantasy. But we're going to give some. That's the whole point of this. I know a lot of people are always looking for how how do I go about making my fantasy team, especially if money's involved. So right off the bat, let's get into that, guys. How about that? Let's do it. Alrighty. So obviously, my I'll go first in terms of tips. Obviously, it goes without being said, but I, I feel like it needs to be said anyway. Draft specifically for your league. So obviously, we use we use Yahoo Sports, um, and there's always like an av- an expected pick range for players. Um, Things of that nature. And, like, honestly, throw that out the window when you're drafting. A lot of people fall into that trap and they see, oh, Freddie Freeman's going top 10 or top 12 or whatever. But in reality, he's not going to be a top 12 guy in your league. It's just not going to happen. So Jake, the commissioner of our fantasy league, took out stolen bases. So in that sense, right, Freddie Freeman probably becomes more valuable than a guy like Trey Turner, right? Could happen. It could happen. Right, so look at look at your categories uh, and draft that way. Don't just go off of oh, Tatis and Acuna and Soto are all going top three. These guys need to go top three. Always go to your category. Obviously, those guys are going to go high, but go for the categories that are in your league. That is one, my first tip here. How about we go to the the guest, Mr. Jake Smith, today? The one tip I have when you get later in the draft is don't be afraid to take take some risks. Oh. Um, you know, I think a lot of times people try to play it safe in the deeper deeper rounds of the draft, and that's fine, but in my opinion, in order to do really well and get like a top four, top two finish in leagues, taking some risk can go a long way. Like maybe it's taking a guy like Bobby Wood Jr. in the 15th round this year, or taking a guy like, I mean, Ryan Mountcastle from Baltimore. I'm I mean, going to squash the Bobby Wood Jr. thing. Bobby Wood. It's going to be a stud. If, if he's there... In the fourth, or if he's there in a, if you have Bobby, and this is just goes about being said. I feel like if Bobby Wood Jr. is in your draft and he hasn't been drafted within the ninetieth to one hundred and tenth picks, you gotta take him. That's my that's my take. Right. I mean, it's a risk though, right? Oh, hundred I mean, percent. He might not even start the year in the bigs. Right. He probably will, but there's a chance he won't. So. Right, but I mean, don't be afraid to do that. And I got one other tip: is um, don't be too turned off by guys who have a lot of injury uh, concerns. I mean, injuries can happen for anyone. I mean, we just saw Tatis go down with a wrist issue. I mean, when he gets back, he's going to be the best player in baseball. So don't let that turn you off too much. Um, guys get hurt all the time. You never know who's going to get hurt. Um, just draft based on talent. I mean, point blank. So. All right, that's good stuff, man. Good stuff. We like that. Ryan, what do you got, man? My first tip, it might sound, I don't know, kind of like a little whack, but it's worked for me. It's something I've done every year, especially if you're in a snake draft. Like this this first 
or for our draft that we're going to do, I'm drafting last. Um, so that means second round, I'll be the first. Yeah, but I'll get the first pick second round. If it is a snake draft, and I think just in general, like, choose what you want to go for. Like, if I'm going to go starting pitching first, just stack your team with starting pitching. So if I'm last in the first round, I'm going to take the best starting pitcher available. Next pick, I'll take the best starting pitcher available. Next time around, if I'm going outfielders, I'll just stack outfielders. You know, I'll go best available outfielder. Second pick, I'll go best available outfielder. I think sometimes guys spread themselves too thin, and then they miss out on some, like, the premier talent that's right there. So I like going whatever I'm going to go with. If I'm going for slugging outfielder or elite starting pitching, I just go back-to-back with them. So that's something I've always done, and it's always worked out well for me. That's some good stuff, man. That's some good stuff. Uh, I never really thought of that. So you, you gave me some, some, some insight to your drafting skills. I probably won't do that because that's just not what I would do. Something but. to watch out for in two weeks. <laughs> so. Oh, it's going to happen. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, I think, like, if I were to go elite starting pitching and then there's a, still, like, an elite guy sitting there right after I'm going to pick and I don't go that route, yeah. like, I might not get another good starting pitcher just, for a couple rounds. Just going off you of, know? like, hypo, like, just, like, we can use the obvious, right? In the league that Jake made with the stats. After five or six hitters... There's like a, because usually the hitters go first in drafts. We all know this. It's a drop off. There's a big drop between right. like, hey, these guys are like three thirty or three hundred with one thousand or nine hundred OPS type numbers. Then you're gonna want to go get Garrett Cole and Scherzer and Degrom and who are the, you know the big guys out on the board. So those guys will literally fall right after. So yeah, I I agree with that. So if I can get Degrom and Scherzer back to back, like I'm happy. You know, I'm really yeah. happy with that. So I mean, that's that's my tip. My first tip. Well, that's a good tip, man. Uh, I guess uh, my second tip will probably be my last tip, unless you guys got extras. But here's my second my my second tip here is cover your categories, right? I know you mentioned like go get your home runs if and your and your pitching and all that stuff. For me, I've always been like, I gotta cover my categories. So if I go big in the first round with with an arm, like Scherzer or something, I'll go the next round. I'm gonna go get a guy who hits home runs, and then after that, I'll get a guy who has a high OPS and so on, right? So that that's something that's big. Make sure you got all your categories filled by. I call it my big three. Okay, you got in a, in a draft of ten or twelve guys, you're gonna have the opportunity to get three superstar players or three all star type players. Get your stats covered with those three picks. That's how I would say it, to do it. That is one of the tips that I'm giving out. One of my secrets, but uh, that's what I would do. Jake, what do you got for your second one here? If you do. Um, just those two that I had, you know, don't be afraid to take um, risks later in, later in the rounds, and don't be turned off by injuries. Um, so those are my two main ones that I got. There you go, yeah. The injury thing for sure. All right, my second, my final one is, in fantasy leagues, there's always a bench, right? You always get your bench, guys. Load your bench with pitchers. Even when you get in the middle of the season, you're picking up and dropping people. Pick up pitchers, right? Because a lot of categories, it's innings pitched, it's strikeouts, it's wins, uh, saves you can get a lot you can you can cover a lot of those categories just by having a really really deep pitching staff on your on your fantasy roster um, another thing is like I see people pick up and drop offensive guys all the time but like I feel like in baseball if you think there's a good matchup and you drop somebody and pick up a hitter I mean dude, there's a great chance he goes over three or over four just because it's, it's baseball you know but if you're dropping somebody and picking up a starting pitcher I mean, who knows? That dude could get five, six solid innings for you with seven to eight strikeouts, and it just loads those categories. So I would say carry a deep bench with a lot of pitchers in it. Respect to that. Respect to that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's a great tip. 
I think because pitching, you never know. Pitching and, and baseball, man, guys are going on the Phantom IL down season. I mean, that's that's really it too. Like you got to make sure your team's ready for the playoffs, right? Like, that's a big thing too. So yep. All right, so those are our tips. Six collective tips, respectable, I believe, all of them. Um, hopefully, anybody out there listening uses those when they're drafting their teams in the coming weeks. Um, we also have our our four our four like t- sleeper type picks. I guess you could say, right? So, uh, how about we let the guests go first on this one? What do you got, Jake? All four in a row. How about you give us one so you're not you don't take all of ours? Sure. <laughs> all right. So my first sleeper. <clears throat> Probably a name that you haven't heard of in a while is Luke Voigt, San Diego Padres' first baseman. Um, he never had a true opportunity with the Yankees to really show what he can do. Um, I know the Padres are trying to shop Hosmer right now. And even if they keep Hosmer, I think Voigt can be the DH for that team and has a chance to play 162 games for that really good Padres team. When he's healthy, I mean, the dude rakes. I mean, he easily can go for 30 home runs, 90 RBIs in a season. And that division has some pretty brutal teams. Um, You know, the Diamondbacks aren't that great. The Rockies aren't that great. The Giants lost lost some decent pitching. I mean, yeah, you have the Dodgers, but the rest of that division, other than the Dodgers and sometimes the Giants, really isn't all that strong. Um... And, yeah, I think he's a sleeper that a lot of people should consider in the rounds. All right, good stuff, man. That's a good sleeper right there. I really didn't think about Voight. Brian, what do you got? All right, my sleepers. I went traditional sleepers. I was talking with Mario earlier, and I think Mario's first sleeper is going to be somebody like uh, Luis Robert or uh, <laughs> or somebody yeah, along okay. those lines. But, no, I'm just missing. Uh, my first sleeper, Patrick Sandoval, uh, starting, pitching for the, starting pitcher for the Angels. Um, last year, he had an injury-plagued season last year. He only pitched 87 innings last year. Yep. But in those 87 innings, he had 94 strikeouts. And he had a 3.62 ERA. So I think if he's fully healthy this year, you could see those innings creep up to not something crazy, but something like 140 to 150 range. Um, and like I said, he hit, posted great numbers in, in limited time last year. Um, his average draft pick on fantasy right now is 222. So I think if you get him in the late rounds, that would be a great addition to the uh, starting staff for your team. I I I did I do remember seeing Sandoval pitch last year. Dude had some filthy stuff. Yep. It's it's really sneaky fast, sneaky good, and I think he is going to be a a pick that could if he goes low, that could be an absolute steal. So that's a good call out. Uh, my first guy here is uh, Videl Bruhan of the Tampa Bay Rays. He is a uber prospect. He came up and he didn't do too well. Uh, he's owned by eight percent of the leagues right now. He second base outfielder, second base a really thin position in fantasy baseball. Um, I know Jake mentioned earlier, take a risk on some players, injury plague players, things like that. Take a risk on a prospect too. Take a risk on Vendel Bruhan. He's gonna, he's got the potential, especially in you know, a league where you're looking at you know, overall offensive numbers and even errors as well. He's got a pretty decent glove from what I understand. Um, and you know just the status, the status of the guy. I mean, it makes it very enticing. I think that I might dip into it if 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 he's there and I need a, a you know some depth between second base and outfield. So, Liddell Bruhan of the Tampa Bay Rays, as you know, they produce a lot of talent. Is my number one uh, sleeper or look look past player as he's only owned by eight percent of the leagues right now. Jake, what's your number two? My number two guy is a guy you probably never heard of before, but that's okay. Jeremy Pena of the Houston Astros. You're probably wondering to yourself, who's going to start a shortstop for them? Jeremy Pena. They lost <laughs> Carlos Correa to the, to the Twins. And 
it looks like the Houston Astros are going to roll with Pena. They haven't signed any other shortstops in the free agency. In the minors the past two years, he's bat 300. And I think he's a great opportunity to start every day for them. He's a lot of veterans in that clubhouse that can help him if he does struggle. So I expect him to have a pretty consistent year. And I think he's in a really great situation to produce for that Houston Astros team. Um, and I think he's being overlooked in drafts because, well, is he going to be good? Well, I mean, he's bat 300 of the minors the past two years. He's going to have a lot of veterans around him to help him out and help him mold him to that MLB level. And I think it's someone that you guys should, should consider later in the draft. Awesome. I like it. I like it. What do you got, Ryan? What do you got? Oh, uh, when I did mine, I didn't do like one. You guys like ranking yours? One, two, three, four? No, no. I, I, I did two offensive players and two pitchers. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm kind of doing here as well. Okay. Um, yeah, so just the second guy that I wrote down, and when you hear the name, you're not going to think that it's like a sleeper, but when I came across him on Yahoo Fantasy, it has its projected rank at 376 in the league, which I thought was insanely high, and that's Kike Hernandez for the Red Sox. You took one of mine. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> dude, like, Yahoo had him projected rank 376. That, like, I, I mean, That's I way actually, too high. I couldn't believe it, dude. I mean, he's going to be the starting center fielder, probably, what, leadoff man? Not to mention, he also, if you're using Yahoo, he can be used at second base. So that's crucial in a very, very thin second base market out there. So That's a good point, too. And actually, that's kind of another tip. Like, pick guys that play multiple positions. Because if you're going to, you know, finesse your lineup each day, you want guys that you can move around. And Kike's one of those guys. Uh, I mean, last year he hit 20 home runs, 250 average, and a 786 OPS. So, I mean, I just thought that ranking was, like, absurd for him. So it's not really, like, a, a sleeper in his name, but where Yahoo has him ranked, I think that would be a great sleeper pick in the late rounds. All right, well, you took one of mine. Yeah, I mean, he's just, you know, that's just a great pick. So I'll, I'll, I'll grab another one off the top of my head. Um, for my pitcher, one of my pitchers, I have Danilson Lomet. I believe I said his name right from the San Diego Padres. Um, I've always been I've always been a big believer in the guy. He's a, you know obviously right-handed power stuff, great slider, great fastball. He looks like he's going to be middle relief maybe to start the year, but I think he's somebody that you could hold on your bench, get those innings, get those strikeouts. You know if he's coming out of the pen, he's going to throw like two or three. He's going to get you like six strikeouts, five six Ks. That's that's crucial, especially in a tight race in your in your uh, in your leagues. If you're doing head to head, somebody's you know, pacing you out and strikeouts, he could be a nice boost. Um, and then if he starts throwing, uh, if he starts starting games again, you know, you're talking about a top 100, um, you know, fantasy player right there. Um, so, Denilson Lamet, Padres right-hander, he's only owned by 21% of the leagues. Um, so, if he's healthy, man, he's going to be an absolute, he's going to be a great gamble. Um, so, there's, there's my second pick there. What do you got for your third, Jake? My third guy is Kyle Hendricks. Dude, I was going to have that. I, I mean, was going to put him down, dude. The model of consistency in baseball can be summed up in one name. It's Kyle Hendricks. It seems like every year in fantasy, every year that I've ever played, he's always available in later rounds. And I can't quite put my finger as to why. Well, I mean, last year. I mean, he I mean last year he wasn't that great. but Pretty bad. I mean, you want a guy who's going to pitch six, seven innings every five days. He's going to have a low ERA, I think, this year. I think he's going to have a nice bounce back year. Does he have the greatest run support? Not really, but I think of what you get in like a 12th round or a 13th round pick. I mean, you're not going to find better value than Hendricks. I mean, the dude over the years has been very consistent. He's, he's a, he has very reproducible mechanics. He's very consistent. He doesn't walk a lot of guys. 
He strikes out a fair amount of people, and I think he has a nice bounce back year for the Cubs. Yeah, I mean, I was going to pick him as a sleeper, but I was kind of thinking about him, dude, and just the way the league is going, like power righties that throw mid to upper 90s with wipeout sliders, things like that. It's like, I think the league kind of caught up to him last year, and dude, like, just his soft tossing, I mean, it did not go well last year. Because, like, if he misses by, like, a half inch, yeah. you know, it, it's going a long way. So, I, I, I'm kind of, like, worried about him this year. Just, just based off last year, you know, he's getting yeah. older, you know, you just expect natural regression, but... Right. And I, and that's a fair concern for sure, but I think he took all his mistakes in the off season and kind of looked at what went wrong. And I think, you know, he's a hard worker. He's a smart guy. Went to Dartmouth. So that's I, the thing. There's one guy you, that you think will figure it out. Yeah. I think him. he's going to figure it out. I yeah. mean, is he going to be consistent as he was in 2016 as a Cy finalist? Probably not. But... I still think there's a level of consistency that's good enough for a really nice late round selection with Hendricks. I do agree. Yeah, and late round it could be like very high ceiling. Yeah, very for sure. High ceiling. Um, yeah. All right. So the third name that I wrote down, wrote down, um, Tommy Pham, dude. Tommy, Tommy Pham. He's falling a bit. He's been falling a bit for he sure. He has regressed with age a little bit, but dude, I mean, he's with the Reds right now. First off, I think with the Reds, he's gonna have a, a just. A, a much better role on the on the Reds team. Like he's going to be a premier guy on the Reds. Be tons of plate appearances. He'll be in the lineup each and every day. Um, not to mention that ballpark. It's a great hitter's ballpark. Dude. It's huge. You know the potential for doubles, triples, home runs there is, is ginormous. And if you're in a league that has stolen base as a category, I mean the dude swipes a lot of bags. I think he had yeah. like 15 stolen bases last year, or something Which like that. Which is a lot these days. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I dug a little deep on. I mean last year he was. He ranked in the 84th percentile in hard hit rate, so who knows his low average was just bad luck. Stuff happens like that in baseball. Um, but, I mean, his projections this year, he's projected 20 home runs, 254 average, and a 792 OPS. So I honestly think late-round guy, Tommy Pham's a good pick. I like the Tommy Pham uh, shout-out there, man. He's a good player, really overlooked. I was hoping the Sox actually would go and snag him, considering Comforto's still out there. So uh, um, looks like it might be him or nobody for the Sox. But at any rate, we jump into my pick. Or my my sleeper, I guess you could say. Uh, this one's probably the most puzzling thing to me, and I, it could be because of lefty righty splits. I have no idea, but it's Gavin Sheets, and it's Gavin Sheets who is owned by three percent, three percent of fantasy baseball leagues. Three percent. Do you see him getting a lot of at bats? I see him getting plenty of at bats. A guy who had an eight thirty OPS last year. He hit 11 home runs. He hit one off Lance McCullers Jr. in the playoffs, right? Lance McCullers, the guy who shut the Sox down two games in a row. So I think that Gavin will get any single start against a righty. Gavin Sheets will get it, and I think he will get plenty of at-bats. I'm not worried about that, and I think he's going to be an absolute snag. And honestly, at this rate, 3%, I might not even draft him. I might just wait a week, see how he starts off the year, and then go from there. But at that point, it might be too late for anybody. If you are in an 8-man or maybe stay away, if you're in a 10 or 12, Definitely, definitely jump in on that. Um, he also plays the outfield too, first base outfield, so he's flexible. You can move him around. Uh, he's just a great value pick, and he's only fielded by three percent of the teams, at, at least in Yahoo. So, I mean, get Gavin Sheets, people. He's gonna be good. He's gonna be twenty-five, thirty bombs, and pretty much all against righties. But you'll know when to start him, and it's just gonna make his numbers that much more uh, significant. Uh, so, Jake, your last guy. What do we got? My last guy. It's Logan Gilbert, the Seattle, oh. Seattle Mariners. <laughs> the 
the Uber pitching prospect, Logan Gilbert. What a yeah. name. I think he's a second-year breakout candidate for the Mariners. Last year, he threw 119 innings for the Mariners. He did have a 4-6 ERA, but I think he's going to learn from his mistakes in his rookie year. He plays for a great offense in the Mariners. Um, Mariners are an improved team, and I think it's a name that a lot of people should consider later in drafts. Um, He has electric stuff, and I think he's a guy who's going to get better each and every start that he gets in in the MLB. Was he a rookie last year? He was. So that 4-6 ERA, I mean, that could drop a whole run. Oh, easily. I mean, yeah. For sure. I mean... But he plays for a good team, too. And they signed uh, Robbie Ray, who's a veteran that can certainly help him out and give him some pointers. Um, it's a veteran group with the Mariners, you know, and they really took a big step forward last year. And I wouldn't be surprised if they continue to get even better this year. So, I like it. I like oh, it. Man, Jake Smith is crumbling inside as Purdue's about to lose his game to St. Pete on Peacock Day. Uh, we have a live twelve I mean, six live twelve six reaction of Jake know, Smith. I'll be all right. <laughs> Look, I mean, my brother goes to Purdue. I'd be happy if they win, but for my bracket's sake, it'd be great if Purdue lost. Me too. So, so I mean, and looks like Kansas is actually in a close game too. The, yeah, as, as we talk here, at, they don't call March Madness for nothing. At eight fifteen so. p.m., it looks like the oh man, this is oh they got some free throws as well. Swoosh. This is nuts. Mm, this is insane. Uh, let's jump back into it really quick, Ryan. What do we got for your for your final pick here? All right, my final pick. I went really outfielder heavy. Uh, I got Randall Grichik as my last one. He was just traded from the uh, Blue Jays to the Rockies. Uh, I think going to the Rockies is going to get a lot more playing time, a lot more at bats than he That's saw. A, that is a good point. You know, than he saw yeah. in in uh, Toronto. Um, and really, like the way that his game is molded, he's a po- I mean, he's a power hitter. That's just of what it is and he's gonna be playing in the absolute best park for a power hitter in Colorado so I mean I think that's a great pick the projected rank for him in uh, Yahoo was 328 again I just think that's way way too high and if he's, if he's sitting there in later rounds and you need a power hitter I think Randall Gritchick would be perfect especially when he's playing against Arizona pitching so yeah I did have an honorable mention actually my boy Wilson Contreras. Oh, yeah. give me a break! My boy give Wilson Contreras. Break, His dude. projected rank from Yahoo is 295, and that's good for a catcher. Yasmani Grandal and Will Smith are probably the two best catchers that you could draft, and their Will Smith is pretty high. Yasmani's like in the hundreds, right? So, but I mean, that's good for a catcher. Two ninety five. I mean, you're right. I think he, I would think that he was. I mean, he was literally a top one hundred guy a couple years ago in terms of drafts. Right. And, just I a mean, lot of JT shit. Real, JT Romilto as I well. I mean, dude, but. let's be honest. Like a lot of shit happened last year with him. You know, like I mean, the core got traded away. Yeah. It was just a shit season. No, he was just there. probably he was going to ARB with the with the Cubs. I mean, there's probably some motivation things going on there. I mean, once they just decided they're going to tank, so I think this year, especially early on, I mean, dude, and let's be honest. I mean, his name's circling in trade rumors right now, so he's going to yeah. want to come out and play his absolute best baseball. So that's my honorable mention. Hundred percent, Willie. I guess uh, I guess I'll throw an honorable mention in there too. Uh, Paul Sewald of the Seattle Mariners, relief pitcher. If you got a saves hold league, that's a good that's a good uh, value piece there. He's only fielded by currently as we speak, sixty one percent of leagues. Uh, that's obviously because a lot of leagues don't do holds. He's probably he's a guy who's going to look to get a, a ton of holds, not really saves as much, but he could be a closer too. So keep that keep that uh, in mind. Um, my final guy, Nate Pearson. Of the mm-hmm. Toronto Blue Jays, he went out the other day. He was throwing 99 with ease. Uh, there's talks of Toronto having a six-man rotation. I think he could be it for him. He just he, he got hurt last year, so they're probably going to take it easy with him. 
could be nice value for any fantasy baseball team out there, especially if they open with a six-man rotation. Dude's going to rack up a bunch of strikeouts. The innings might be a little low, so make sure you guys got – if you take a chance on him, make sure you got other pitchers ready to go because you never know with him. But uh, he could be an excellent, excellent sleeper that could get you about 120, 130 innings if he's healthy. I do have an honorable mention. Let's hear it, Jake. So it. it's a guy who's probably not going to get healthy until, like, July – but Noah Syndergaard of the Angels. Mm-hmm. I mean, he signed a one-year deal, I think $20 million. He will. He should be pitching in April, so that, yeah. that's a good call. I'll... Right, so like, he's a guy who I think is going to have a lot of motivation this year. I mean, when he's healthy, probably a top 15, top 10 pitcher in baseball. Yeah. You know, and he's going to be playing for a good offense, going to get a lot of run support, going to be a motivational year for him. I think that's a... A sleeper that some some people should consider for sure, especially in strikeouts, in uh, ERA for sure. It's hard to score off that guy. So, all right, guys, I like it. I like the conversations here. We're giving a lot of our stuff away, but we still have some stuff close to the chest. All right, Jake just shook his hand a little bit. He said he still got. Some I can't stuff. give everything away. That's not what I you're can't. supposed to. Do. You can't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Um, and it also, you know, anything can happen when you're doing fantasy baseball. You know, you never know. A whack trade can come out. Out of nowhere. I couldn't tell you how many times last year I was at work and I just see the absolute worst lopsided trades going through. And it's like, who the hell is okay in these? So, <laughs> uh, so I can't wait for that. Uh, what do we got next? How about uh, how about season predictions? Let's get to it. Let's do it. Season you want to do a disappointment and surprise team? How about it? Let's get it. Let's go and guess goes first on this one. What do we got? Disappointment and surprise. What do we got? All right, so my surprise team is going to be the Seattle Mariners. Um, they, had a, they had a surprising year last year. Um, I think they won around 88 games last year, but I think they're going to win the division this year, win their division. Um, the Astros losing Correa hurts. Um, who knows how healthy or what level of Verlander the Astros are going to have. Um, and I think the Mariners are ready to, ready to take that next step. Um, they signed Robbie Ray. Um, I know they signed a few other guys. I mean, Mitch Hanniger is a really good piece for them. Jared Kalenic could have a breakout year. Logan Gilbert, who I mentioned earlier, could have a breakout year. Um, and they're a really tight-knit group, too. I remember last year when Graven got traded, um, I think, to the Astros from the Mariners. That whole clubhouse was pretty upset, but they kind of banded together and really put together a nice second half. And I think they were one game short of making the wild card. Mm-hmm. So I think signing Robbie Ray is huge for them. It gives them a true number one. And I see them having a nice year. And I think I have them winning the AL West. So That's a hot take, man. That's is, a hot take. I don't I, know if I, I would go that them. far. but I mean, I like that pick a lot. The, for the AL West? Yeah. I like yeah. you said, Correa leaving. I mean, yeah. it didn't like open the door, but it, I mean, it kind of cricked it open cricked a little it open bit. A little bit. Well, what did you think? What about the uh, hypothetically? What about uh, the Texas Rangers? You know, I mean, no. they kind of. No, oh you're gosh, not a believer man. in Texas. No, I'm not. The I'm Texas sorry. Rangers. I'm sorry, you have two great offensive players. Well, I mean, Where, where's that? You're gonna win 75 games. I think we're underestimating. They no They're not my pick by any means. They still have no pitch. I agree with that 100. <laughs> um, percent Nevertheless, Ryan, what do you got? Yeah, same division. My surprise team is the Angels. Now I don't know if they'll actually. I don't know if they'll make the the playoffs by chance, but I think they're going to be a lot better than than people expect and what they were. Um, they got Otani. They got the starting pitcher I mentioned earlier. 
Um, Otani with the bat. I think Rendon's going to have a bounce-back season. I mean, he was awful last year. He can only go up from there. Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, I really like the Angels. Their bullpen is not it's not very good where it needs to be, but I think they're going to be a lot better. They just signed Ryan Tapera. He's pretty good. He's a good player, yeah. We know. We all, we both, we all saw him, so. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I think they're going to have a better seat. Like Jake mentioned, Syndergaard, potential for him. I mean, that rotation, Otani and Syndergaard, if you do that one-two, I mean, you're going to win a lot of series with those two guys, so. Um, and like I said, their offense, they still got Mike Trout, Otani, Rendon. Uh, they got a good team. You know, I think they'll be uh, a surprise. David Fletcher. David Fletcher. He's I'm not a, a big player, David yeah. Fletcher guy. Just like, he's like a poor man's Madrigal. I think Madrigal is going to be way better than him, but that's Let's beside see. the point. Beside the point. Um, all right. My surprise will be the Miami Marlins. And I know they're in a division with the Phillies and the Mets and the Braves. But I really do think if they play well enough with that pitching – they get Soler. Uh, I think they could sneak through in a wild card. And Miami Marlins, for sure, are my, are my I guess, Cinderella story of the year. That could be. Um, and then biggest upsetting team, which is probably the most controversial thing to, to say because, you know, you never know what these kinds of statements. But, Jake, you go first. Biggest disappointment. Oh, no. <laughs> The New York Yankees. Got the, I knew we were going to the same one. I, I, I knew we were going to the same one. You have Garrett Cole. You have Garrett Cole. That's great. He has not... Pre- Last year in the postseason, against the Red Sox, got shelled. I mean, other than Garrett Cole... Dude, who, the rotation is not... Who did they have? Not good. Like, who did they really have to go win a five-game oh. series, a seven-game series? Yeah. A weekend series against Toronto. Like, who do they have to win a series? So, I don't think they're going to do very well this year. Um, I think the Blue Jays are better than them. I think Tampa's better than them. The Red Sox could be better than them. I mean, their lineup is injury-prone with Stanton and Judge and I, I LeMahieu. Kinda, I agree with you, I agree, I agree with you I man. Mean, I I see this as a 500 ball club. I really do. Oh, that's that's probably a bit far, but <laughs> no. I mean, their division's hard. It is a tough Tampa division. always good. Toronto, who I have winning the division, yeah, gonna be outstanding this year. Red Sox won how many games last year? Ninety ish. Yeah, they were went to the ALCS last year, right? Yeah, went to ALCS. Yeah, man, that's no joke. Those are three teams right there. They're better than them. I think the Yankees could potentially finish fourth place in that division. I think so too. That's how so. good that division is. So. Um, it's it's definitely one of those things. Is Purdue puts up a final three, and he missed it. Ugh, sorry, Jake. Wow, St. Pete's to Saint the Pete's. lead eight. Shout out to St. Pete's, man. What a, what a small group of what a small school, man. That's a great story. My right brother there. is crushed. I mean, you can't you can't lose to a fifteen seed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, they beat the num- they beat Purdue Kentucky. Number three. Kentucky, who is number two, a lot of people who had a lot of people had Kentucky winning the whole damn thing. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy, the, man. The door was open for Purdue <laughs> to go to the Final Four. Yeah, this is actually and I, that's, a, that's a team full of seniors. Ask, I'm gonna ask because their I'm entire team but... full of seniors. You're right. The way you're putting this is insane. How do you let a damn peacock win that game? <laughs> well, it's National Peacock Day, so it's not a surprise. But oh man, going to the Elite Eight, man, that's insane. Hey, hey for them, it gives though. my bracket a chance. If Miami wins, I think I'll be back in first or tied for first. Uh, I, I mean know. that that's that's incredible. Nuts. That's man. just ridiculous. All right. So. Nevertheless, 
Uh, where were we? Biggest disappointment. You had Yankees too, right? Dude, I had the same team as Jake, yeah. I mean, basically for all the reasons that he just said. I, I mean, he mentioned the starting rotation. I just looked it up. and I mean, it's just it's just not very – you got Garrett Cole, okay? You go Jordan Montgomery, Luis Severino, who's injury-plagued. He's always injured. Nestor Cortez. And then, who? Michael King after that. Domingo Germain is on the I.L., the 60-day I.L. So, I mean, I just don't – I don't like their pitching at all. Domingo Herman, you mean? Yes. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, like you said, I mean, that division is absolutely stacked. Dude. The, the Blue Jays are going to be very, very good this year. The Rays are always good. The Red Sox are going to be really good. Um, and then, they're, I mean, Aroldis Chapman, you're paying him, what, 15, seven, 15 to $18 million or something like that save. to blow, a couple, blow, a couple blow some saves. saves for you. I mean, he's getting older. His velocity's going down big time. And they just weren't aggressive in free agency at all, dude. Like, I know they, they traded for Josh Donaldson. They re-signed Rizzo. But they didn't make any huge splashes in free agency at all. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think they'll be a little bit over 500, but I don't expect them to win 90-plus games at all. So. Not to mention the whole drama with Aaron Judge and, like, being vaccinated and all that stuff and, like, offering an extension. They did change the mandates, which is... They did, they which did, which is good for athletes over good there. Good for athletes and entertainers. Yeah, um, but it's still one of those things where it's kind of like a dark cloud over a few guys. So, uh, I guess uh, my biggest disappointment is the Chicago Cubs. I'm just playing around with you guys. <sighs> Uh, we have some believers in the house. No, uh, look, look, we, we can I'm talk just, about them for I'm two just, minutes. I'm just, I was oh, we'll just making a joke. But I, okay. <laughs> I know Jake wants to respond to that. But uh, my biggest disappointment this year might be a surprise to many. It's going to be the Milwaukee Brewers, and let me tell you why. Uh, I think they have three really good ace pitchers, and that's great. Um, but that offense is not very good at all. I think it's going to crumble. I think uh, they're playing in a weak division. I know Ryan's mentioned that. The division being weak is why he's hopeful the team can potentially get into a wild card kind of situation. Uh, for me, I've never been big on that offense. I love the three big pitchers, and honestly, if I were a GM of the Milwaukee Brewers, I would trade one of those guys to get myself a superstar bat to put right in the middle of my lineup because right now there's just nothing doing there. Heroes has taken 15 steps back. Yeah, Yelich has been terrible Awful. since his MVP year. Ever since um, the cheating scandal. <laughs> yeah, you're right. With you, Darvish, when he called him out. Yeah. Willie Adamas was fantastic. They thought they had an absolute superstar there a couple months, and he started fading away. Not to not to say that he's a bad player by any means, but uh, he's a guy that they expected more from uh, than what they were getting down the stretch. Um, Luis Urias, potential, but there's potential there for sure. Um, I know they were running Dan Vogelbach out there last year. I don't know if he's still on the team. but uh, <laughs> um, Cubs farmhand. Yeah. You're, 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 you're no kidding there. Um, and then uh, that team is just, there's a couple things that I'm worried about is all uh, with that team. And I think they could potentially be lapped by the Cardinals in that division. And I mean, I, this could be way off, but that's just my hot take. And my biggest disappointment will be the Milwaukee Brewers. I think they're probably going to be a low 90-ish to high 80-ish win team in that division. They should be upper 90s. So, yeah. all right. Good segment, guys. Good segment. Uh, I guess uh, since we had Jake on, Jake wanted to talk about. Uh, he's crushed right now. I can I can feel I can feel it. He's not he's not in a good mood since St. Pete's just won this game. Um, I don't know how's Kansas doing, man. Oh, uh, let's see. I think they're up by five. Four minutes to go. So yeah, I feel bad for Purdue. <laughs> Team, team full of seniors. They didn't lose one player from last year. It didn't even. It couldn't they make it. Open door of the final four. 
and lost the Yeah, man, I don't think you'll ever have an easier path, but, I mean, it just goes to show you anything can happen in sports. I mean, um, we didn't get a chance to watch the full game. I don't know about you guys. But I watched them in Dude, the it half. just seems like, dude, nobody can stop St. Peter's offense, dude. Like, I mean, they put up 67 I, against Purdue. <laughs> they put up a ton of points against Kentucky. They just... I think it's their defense. Really? I mean... They're still putting up... I mean, 67-64. It was 33-29 at halftime. And Purdue didn't score a bucket... For like six minutes, For six right? minutes. Yeah, yeah that's insane, man. Against one of the best offenses in college basketball. Yeah, that's pretty... That's actually... That's actually an interesting stat there, man. I don't know much about college basketball, but this March Madness, like probably one of the most I've actually paid attention to, like ever in my life. It's it's been insane, man. No doubt. Um, let's give our predictions for division winners, uh, and then we'll close this out. And then I know Jake wanted to talk about the Bulls just for a few minutes because he's upset with them. So, um, Jake, guess goes first. Give us your division winners. NL Central. It's the Brewers. Um. It's mainly their pitching. I mean, it's the best pitching in that division by far. I know their offense has questions, but I think their pitching just, just gives them that edge in that division. Their division is not very good besides them and the Cardinals, so I think they'll outlast uh, the Cardinals by two or three games in the, in the end of it. Uh, NL West, Dodgers. I don't, really, I don't really need to explain that one. I mean, they're loaded. Um... And then NL East, could be a hot take. I think it's the Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs> um, Their offense is really fucking good. Yep. You got Nick Castellanos now, Kyle Schwarber, Bryce Harper, JT Realmuto, Reese Hoskins. Alec Baum. Alec Baum. Gene Segura. Yeah. That's a really good offense. And then you got a nice one-two punch with Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler. I think they win that division. I think the Mets are going to be right there, but I think the Phillies are going to have a slight edge over them. The Braves are going to be right there too. Um, in terms of the AL, um, I said earlier the Mariners are my AL West pick. I think this is a nice breakout year for them. Hold on really quick. There are three wildcard teams this year. Did you pick three? Three division winners. Did you pick three wildcard teams though? No. Just went division. Just division. Okay, we're not doing wild cards? We're not doing wild cards. I think we should do wild cards. You want to do wild cards? I think we should. I okay. think we should do wild cards because I think that's part of the play. Because, I mean, I don't know. I just thought that would be a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Ryan needs the pen. All right. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll top my I got to write shit down. Wild card winners. St. Louis Cardinals. Okay. Consistency in, the, in baseball is the Cardinals. They're all, they always find a way... To make it to October, it seems like. Then, other wildcard winners, I think the Mets get there this year. They had a really nice offseason signing Scherzer, Starling Marte. I think they get there this year. And um, I think it's the Atlanta Braves, too. Yeah, 100%. Um, 100%. They have have a lot of talent. Getting Acuna back is huge. I know they lost Freddie Freeman, but Matt Olsen is not a bad replacement at all. So... I think division winners, Brewers in the Central, Dodgers out West, Phillies in the East, three wildcard winners, Cardinals, Mets, and Braves. I like that. I think the Mets will definitely at least make a wild card, especially with the extended uh, playoffs. So there's that. Rise, rise in the he's in the lab right now. In the lab, you All go. Right. Do you want me to go? Cook it up something. Cook it up something. All right, here we go. I got my my teams here. Obviously. My White Sox winning the AL Central. 
I have the Astros winning the West. I think they're just too good. I think Verlander's going to step up. He looked good in his pre-training so far. So the Astros win the West. The Blue Jays win the East. Uh, National League Central, I think the Cardinals are going to scrap out, and I think they're going to win that Central Division. I really do. I think they've always, they're have a baseball factory, man. They're going to run off some players that we've never heard of. Lars Nupar, that's my boy. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. You're going to hear of him this year. He's going to come out. He's going to start playing some games. Uh, Dodgers obviously win in the West. The Atlanta Braves will win the NL East. Mark my words. Ronaldo Cunha Jr. will be healthy. Matt Olson will go off. Max Fried will be a scion contender. Ian Anderson will be right behind him. And the Braves, with Kenley Jansen closing games, will win the National League East. It will happen, Ryan. Stop shaking your head at me. It's going down. Uh, and uh, for my wildcard teams... For the American League, I got the Seattle Mariners, the Tampa Bay Rays, and a team that will piss off Yankee fans to all end. I have the Boston Red Sox. It was between them and the Tigers. I really do think the Yankees are going to go down a little bit. I think I think the Tigers actually will win more games than the Yankees I, just because of the division. So that's my hot take, especially with Javi there. I think he's going to excel in Detroit. Uh, wild card for the National League. I have Mets, Philly, and Milwaukee Brewers, it was between them and Miami. I I think the Marlins have a good shot, especially if their offense comes together. Um, but I think the Brewers are going to take that final spot in the wild card. Um, I think they're actually going to win a decent chunk of games. I think the Cardinals just barely scrap them uh, and maybe take the division by a game or two by the end of the year. We'll see, though. Injuries, um, trades, acquisitions, those kinds of things can really shake up the, uh, the landscape of the game. So, Rye, what do you got? All right, my division winners, NL Central. Fuck it, Chicago Cubs. They're going to win the NL Central. You know what? Dude, I had to do it. Hey, man, I had to do it. recorded, man. I don't give a shit at all. I don't give a shit. We got hey, our... We'll come back to this in October when they're there, okay? Dude, they will. If, right. if they aren't, they're going to be hung around for a wild card spot. They will be a wild card the spot. First ever, just another reminder because we got to remind the crowd. The first ever 12-6 wager. The Cubs at 85 points. No, so they'll finish top Fifteen. Oh, is that what it was? In record. I think it was twelve. Uh, yeah, top fifteen. They finished top fifteen in record. Okay. okay, dude, I don't care. They got Wade Miley, Marcus Stroman, Kyle Hendricks, Albert Elzali. Fifth, fifth starter doesn't matter. They got Suzuki now to get Hayward the hell out of there. Uh, I think <laughs> you could do a lot of things in center field. They're gonna win the division. Okay. <laughs> oh Best God. young infield in baseball. Best young infield in baseball. Yeah. Did you guys see that great play by Nick Madrigal earlier? I did not. No. She go. She go find it. Jake knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Dude. Nick, Nick Madrigal gets a ground ball. Oh, it was an a, awful he, play? He does a nice Nick Madrigal special and throws it right over the pitcher's head on a PFP. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Pitcher's fielding practice was, was not missed, people. This was spring trains for. Um, I could talk all day about the Cubs. you got P. Wisdom. you got Horner, Madrigal, Schwindel, who's going to be – I mean, that could be another fantasy sleeper. I think he's going to have a great year. Willie Contreras, they'll be fine. Okay, they'll be fine. That pen, though. That pen's concerning. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> And all east, I got the Mets. They're starting rotation. DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett, Carrasco, Talon Walker. I don't think there's anything better in the MLB. Um, and all west, like Jake mentioned, it's the Dodgers. I think you had that too, Mario, right? Yep, yep Dodgers. It. Okay, going to AL. The Central, I have the White Sox, one of the best teams in the league. AL East, I got the Red Sox. And then the AL West, I'm with Jake Smith here. We got the Seattle Mariners winning the West. That's a hot – I think a lot of people are taking the Mariners, man. Dude, they're That's good. a hot pick right there. Very good team. Yeah, it's a hot pick. Okay, I think they made the leap. I really do. I mean, they're gonna. They're, they I the think pieces. they're gonna make. They'll make the playoffs. I think I would be upset if they don't. I think. I think they overtake the Yankees and kick them out, and it's them kind of like subbing each other out this year. I never gave my AL picks. 
Oh. I never gave them. Let's see what you, you got. You cut me off oh, the mirror. Let me finish my wild card. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Jake's right. getting right. upset now, okay. man. <laughs> All right. Now, because the Cubs are going to win the division, Brewers will be the wild card, rounded off by the Phillies and the Braves for the NL. And then the AL wild card, we've got the the Rays, Blue Jays, and Astros will be your AL wild card teams. I said the Mariners are ready. Um, White Sox in the Central. Easy I think it's pick. the best team by far in that division. Easy pick, um, for sure. Best bullpen, I think, in years. Yeah. Best I mean, bullpen ever. I Kendall mean, Graven, Garrett Crochet, Craig Kimbrell, Liam Hendricks. Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly. And Ronaldo Lopez, if you need him as a long yeah. man, who's throwing 96, Gilito. 97. Aaron Bummer. Aaron Bummer. Aaron Bummer. I mean, God, yeah. anything in that comes out of that pen I mean, is going to be tough to hit. Lance Lynn and Giolito and Cease only need to go three innings in the playoffs. And Kopech is going to be the and same Kopech, way. yeah. And Keiko can get the hell out of here and go sit on the bench with Kelly Nash. (laughs) Right. Um, And then the East, I think it's the Blue Jays. Um, I actually do think, I don't know if we're going to get into World Series predictions, but I think they're going to represent the AL this year. They could very well represent the Um, AL, man. I wouldn't be surprised one bit. I think they have so much talent. They signed Matt Chapman, who's just a really underrated player in baseball. They traded for Chapman, but yeah. And they extended Um, him. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be awesome this year. Um, and then my wild cards, I think the Red Sox are going to be there, the Rays get there, and the Astros get there. That makes, that's, a, that's a very safe. Yeah. It's a very safe. Um, and the Mariners are my one hottish take for sure. Yeah. But I think. I think the Mariners get think, in, though. I think they give the Astros a run for their money, and I think they do win that division. So. I agree. First time since. You know who was playing center field for the Mariners? Mm-hmm. Ken Griffey Jr. I believe it was Ken Griffey Jr. Ichiro Offield mm-hmm. was the last time they made the playoffs. So that's a long time, man, because they're all retired. So um, good stuff, good stuff, guys. Good hot baseball takes, good fantasy baseball advice. Um, and Jake, man, I know you want to talk about the Bulls for like five minutes. So give us, give me what you got on the Bulls, man. Give me your honest opinion. Where you're at, the playoffs, happiness, sadness. Uh, not really caring as much anymore because baseball starting. What do you got? No, I care a lot now. I, just, I, I care <laughs> okay. equally, believe me. It's sad to watch because they're playing a really tough schedule. I mean, they have the second toughest post-All-Star break schedule. I can't even watch them play the Phoenix Suns anymore because I know what's going to happen. I think they're against top three seeds in both conferences. They're 0-16. Mm-hmm. Yikes. 2-14. and 14. Against the spread, which tells me they're not even keeping it close. Yeah, they're so, getting pounced, dude. Yeah, like even last night, the fuck the uh, the Pelicans fucking right beat the shit out and of I them. And I think night. I think they're out of gas. Did you say they were two and fourteen against the spread in their last sixteen games? No, against those against, against that. Oh, I'm about to so say that's... against top three seeds. Yeah, that's still bad. They though. still haven't been covering many games either. Yeah, I mean, I think they're running out of gas. Um, DeRozan had that nice hot stretch. I think it was in February. He was dropping 40 every night. But he's regressed to where he is, which is a 23-24 point per game score, which is fine. Really good in the NBA. But, um, yeah, you could say Lonzo Ball's not healthy. But, I mean, is he really going to be the big difference between them beating the Suns or not? No. I don't think so. Just anybody who's decent in the um, East. They got to do something. Because the talent's there, right? I mean, Levine... All-star. Vucevic, on a normal team who doesn't have a lot of stars, probably an all-star. DeRozan, all-star starter. 
they have good young pieces. Io DeSumo's been great this year. Alex Caruso, really good defensively. Um, but in terms of talent and where they stack up, stack up in the East, they'll make the playoffs, but a first-round exit's coming, I think. That's sad. Oh, I mean, it's sad because they were number one seed. Yeah, for a I lot felt of like years. the last time you were on, we were like, they're going to get somebody at the deadline. Like, we're going to be like a top three team. Like, it's going down. And now and it's I'm, like. I'm cool with them kind of saying, hey, we're not going to sign anybody. Let's see where we're at. And then the offseason, let's assess. Because there's still a lot. Their window is still there for them to really go to the finals and maybe even win one, right? It's still there, but changes need to be made. Whether it's adding new players, trading guys away, but yeah, I mean, it's, been, it's been pretty, pretty deflating. I would say, dude. As far as like where they stand right now, they're they're one game away from being in the play-in. Yeah, and guess who's waiting for them if the they get there? That's, <laughs> yeah, I feel like we've been talking about this hey, for months, man. And the, and the Raptors give them issues. Right, I know they beat them this week, but the Raptors are coming off a of back-to-back. Yeah, they were tired. They just beat Philly the night before. It was a brutal game. They were tired of them they played them, and the Bulls were at home. So yeah. Raptors can give the Bulls a lot of issues. <coughs> so yeah, it's a hot take, but don't be surprised if you don't see the Bulls in the playoffs. I know I said that they, they would yeah. make it earlier, but now that I'm kind of talking about it. Yeah. Well, especially if they get in that play-in scenario. You know? yeah, and like you said, like they're, it's not even their record against good teams. It's just the way that they get beat by good teams. It's, right. just, it's awful, dude. Like, right. It's, a, it, it's blowouts, you know. It's a hard truth, but they're they're not there yet. The pretenders, man. Well, dude, that's kind of sucks they, to they, say they, too, because they, they the Rosen's really old, they really right? Are. Well, I was gonna say we could talk about the. I mean, this could be like a whole entirely separate podcast, but like, dude, is their window really that yeah. open? Cause, yeah, because like, he's thirty-one. The right? Rosen's older. Rosen's old. Lonzo's young, but I mean, you got him for Lonzo's a bit, young, too. but he's not a dude like, that can take you to the promised he's land. He's not a dude that you say all oh, the windows open because we have Lonzo, right? Right. That's the kind of guy. So I mean, honestly, the Bulls' window, it's like. This year, next year. Yeah. I mean, who knows what they do in free agency? I mean, that's a who's a free topic, agent this but... year. Like, this is something we could talk about. There's a lot to go with that, right? Yeah, I mean, Bradley Beal's a name. Okay, it could get, but that's another mouth to feed. Right, right. I mean, I don't know how much that would help them. Um, I don't know too many free agents off the top of my head, but they definitely need someone to get a better defensive play. And I know they have Caruso for that, Lonzo for that, but they have no draft. How about just somebody to stay on the court? You know, for a little bit longer than a few weeks. It feels yeah. like they're getting hurt every week. Yeah, I mean, Levine isn't 100% either. Yeah. I mean, he's got that, that lingering knee, knee yeah. issue that is going to impact him the rest of the season. They traded sure. away all their draft picks, you know. They did. So, I really, you talk about the Bulls window. I don't think they a first-rounder until 2027. Right. Oh, shit. So, so it's, it's tough, but... And AK, we trust, though, you know? Yeah, I mean... He, <laughs> we'll have to figure it out, dude. I mean, I mean, he brought the Denver Nuggets up from the ashes. Yeah. And when they're fully healthy, they can meet the conference finals. Yeah, for sure. So, I, I have faith in him. Will it be this year? I don't think so. I'm getting, like, D-Wade Bulls vibes right now. No, it's team. not Is bad. it not that bad? It's not no, bad. it's All not right. that bad. We we can be bad teams. We should be bad teams. <laughs> well, we, that team that team we went can, to the playoffs, right? They played the Celtics and they lost, but they made it, right? Right. You're kind of, you're kind of giving that kind of this yeah. team the same kind of respect. I, mean, I feel when, like if they play Milwaukee, yeah, Philly, yeah, Boston, yeah, they're losing in four or five games. <laughs> they are. 
That's rough, man. It's a sad truth, but they are. So just really quick, out of the the um, the seventy sixers, Bucks, and what was the third team you just mentioned? Seventy sixers, Bucks, and Celtics. the, the, the Celtics. Heat, who even. would you rather have them play in a, in a playoff series? For me, it's the Celtics. It, I think Celtics I'd, I'd have been awesome. Um, Post All Star break, I think they're twenty two and three. Wow, just been destroying teams. Wow, beat Utah yesterday or two nights ago by twenty seven. And Utah's good. Yeah, Utah's a team that the Bulls lost to by nineteen. Yeah, so out of the three, it's Boston just because Embiid. Bulls have no answer for Embiid. Harden. Bulls have no answer for Harden, and Bulls especially. Don't have an answer for Giannis. Right. So, it's the Celtics, but Celtics still probably beat them in five games. I don't so. think I've ever been more upset watching a Bulls game than when I saw Tristan Thompson trying to shoot over Joel Embiid. <laughs> that was the worst and, thing I've ever seen. And not seen. many people can stop Joel Embiid. No, that's the thing. It's but just, like, why dude, try like, doing that's it? Like, that's like when you go to the Y. <laughs> but the like a guy like, like, why try like, doing it, you that's know? Why, I mean, we can be in a separate podcast, of course, but that's why I think the Heat, I know they have issues the past two nights, but... I mean, Bam Adebayo is probably a top two defensive center in, in basketball. And if there's like one or two guys that can give them issues, it's Bam Adebayo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my spiel on the Bulls. Don't expect anything too crazy for them in this postseason. But, but if they make it past the round. If they, they win the first round, I will be shocked. You can call me out at Jake's. You can call me out. Fair game, call me out. But I would be shocked if they don't make it past the first round. So. All right. Well, good talk, man. Good. It was good to catch up with the Bulls, man. Always uh, good to catch the vibe. It's definitely a different vibe than last time. We were happy, and now we're all sad and yep. Yeah, upset. you know, it's all right. Well, anyway, uh, right. you got anything else before we close it out? We got our beefs. No, just beefs. Beefs. Huh? Guess. Guess goes first. My beef of the week is the Ricketts family. He's a fucking mind reader. Okay, he's a mind reader. I'm sorry. We can do this. Together. I've heard this all week. Let's do this together. Let's do this together, do it together okay? over here. Okay. They're bidding right now. I see a Chelsea flag. I'm a Chelsea fan, guys. I've been a Chelsea fan. I like, see Chelsea flag. Ever since that one. Ever since the Didier Drogba and days. That's that why alone, I started watching it. So that alone tells me where their priorities are at. Okay. As a big fan, they're not man. interested <laughs> in making the Cubs. As good as they possibly can be. They want to buy the champions They're of European soccer, man. They're interested in making as much money as they possibly can through TV deals, through buying an EPL team, okay? They could have used that money to sign Chris Bryant or sign <laughs> Anthony Rizzo or Javi Baez. I'm not asking them to sign all three. You don't have to. But sign, at least make an offer to one of them. They will never buy a drink or a meal in Chicago ever again. Do your due diligence. Give them the money that they deserve. At least one of them, right? Like, it's it's really embarrassing. It really is. I mean, do they have a lot of young talent? Yeah, they do. But are they going to win more than 75 games? Yes. They might, depending on how well <laughs> their offense does. And I know Ryan thinks they're, they're going to do ask. really, really well. But, yeah, I mean... If your priorities are buying an EPL team and you own the the third most valued franchise in baseball, your priorities aren't where they should be, in my opinion. So, got anything to add, Ryan? 
Yeah, I mean, my beef was going to be with the Cubs, but not, like, yeah, basically with the Ricketts. I mean, like, when we did one of our first ever podcasts, I remember we did the Mount Rushmore, right? You had the Mount Rushmore of the Sox, I had the Mount Rushmore of the Cubs. And, dude, I mean, I put the Ricketts family on the Mount Rushmore of Chicago Cubs because they did what no other since 1908 owner's been able to do. I mean, let's be honest, in 15, 16, even 17, they spent a shit ton of money. They spent over $200 million. So, you know, they, they did spend money there. But, dude, like, the... The most valuable franchise just came out for the MLB, right? The Cubs are, I think it was fourth. Cubs were fourth. Cubs were fourth. They're worth $3.6 billion, dude. It's up 13% from last year. This next year, it's going to go up at least another 10%. I mean, dude, to be honest, they're worth twice as much as the Reds, or the White Sox are. The they're White worth, Sox are worth 1.7. The Cubs are worth 3.6. So you're talking so they're yeah. worth more than twice what the White Sox are. Not more than twice, but... It's more than twice. Gonna, they twice like would be 3.4. I, I thought they were 2.6, I'm sorry. Yeah, but yeah, more, more than twice. And, like, you know you know that Ricketts told Jed he's got to shed payroll, right? That's obviously, you mentioned it, why they didn't sign one of their big three guys. Yeah. Their payroll right now, as it stands, is $130 million, which is, like, I don't know, I think maybe top 10. But, dude, it, it doesn't matter. When you're worth $3.6 billion and you're looking to buy Chelsea and you just signed that massive deal with Marquis and you're going to start making people, people pay for Marquis... It's like, dude, you should be spending every single year. I don't care. You should be spending 180 to $200 million a year. Yeah. There's no reason why they should only be spending 130 and why you can't go out and get Schwarber or you can't go out and get um, Cassianos or, dude, even Max Scherzer. Something like that. There's absolutely no reason why they should not be able to spend the money to go get those guys to make the Cubs just repeat it year after year after year when you're worth that much money. One of the best teams in baseball. It's... It, I mean, the sad, part, my mind, the, the sad part is they know no matter how good they are, no matter how bad they are, they're going to fill the seats. Yeah, good point. Dude, they traded away their entire World Series core last year, and they went up 13% in, in, <laughs> in, 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 I mean, a guy, I mean, in network. I mean, we talk about Correa a little bit. Right, that, That's exactly. a guy that's that they right should have signed. We got two minutes left. We got two minutes left. We got two minutes so, left. They, oh, they should have signed Correa. Ricketts family, priorities not where they should be. It's, it's just a shame, so. I respect the beeps, guys. I have one similar, but uh, different ballpark, I guess. Lucas Giulio and the White Sox went to arbitra- are going to arbitration over what appears to be anywhere between $50,000 and $200,000. Such bullshit. <laughs> I can't believe Such that. Bullshit. I can't believe that Jerry, in the middle, of the, con- Jerry, <laughs> Jerry. the middle of the contention window, the White Sox are going to arbitration with the guy they should be honestly giving every penny to in hopes to resigning at some sort of friendly deal to them. I mean, Giolito's not going to sign for this $150 to $107 million. He's probably going to get more than Barrios got. He got about $130 mil, okay? So you're screwing your relationship with, with a guy who's you know, 26, 27, really good, getting better. He bulked up this offseason. He looked great in his spring training start the other day. This is absolutely unbelievable. So um, that's my beef. Stop being cheap, White Sox. You cheap sacks of shit. Give Giolito his money. That's it. Give him an extra 100000 for being idiots. He deserves it. And then talk to him about making an extension. Enough is enough. You need him on this team. He is a leader in the clubhouse. He's a leader for that rotation. And you need him on this team to compete. The window's closing quicker than you think. End of beef. Yeah, I mean, and really quick. He's the, he's the guy that changed like the, the, the sculpting of the White Sox pitching, right? Like, they brought in... His pitching coach, he's he changed everything. He's it's, the, it's embarrassing. Well, dude, he, and he's the union rep. Like For he is, it's a thousand to a two hundred thousand dollars. Come on, people! 
I was literally on the, hearing on the radio, literally just charge five extra cents for hot dogs. Yeah. You'll make it in a year. You'll make it. Uh, anyway. The money's going to be worth it. 20 seconds left. Jake, thanks for coming over, man. We it had a live honor. in studio. It's an honor. Guy, Ryan, thanks for coming, brother. Always uh, a pleasure, dude. We'll, we'll shoot another episode next week. Everybody, thank you for listening to this edition of the 12-6 Podcast.